Welcome! I'm Chase. And I'm Mike. And this is Fathers Unscripted. Now you know that it never goes exactly how you planned it would be. That's where the fun is, not knowing how the story goes. Season 4, Episode 9. Things will be revealed. This topic of choice is coming from a listener email that we got recently. This person, you know who you are, and we we appreciate it. And we are actually going to go off that email and talk about something this person questioned or brought up as a topic idea anyways. And it's basically things will be revealed, meaning either mistakes that we've made or you know, some circumstances that we've been in or whatever, and then our children either ask us about a certain scenario or they do something similar that's against the rules or whatever. And is that a time that we share things? Do we just share things that we experienced or went through as kids that broke the rules and kind of bent the lines a little bit? Do we share that, you know, then when they're younger, do we share it when they're older? Do we share it when stuff comes up and they go through the same situation you know, what's that all about for Chase and I? You're going to find out. So uh, we appreciate the email. It was a good one, obviously, because we're going to talk about the uh, topic today. But also this person, you, uh, brought up or mentioned the music, and we appreciate that. But I also want to let the listeners know that the music for our intro and outro, each one that we've basically ever had, is my younger brother, Joseph. And his music, basically, it's just Joseph Sims. I think I can't it's on remember. Spotify. Yeah, I don't know if it's on iTunes, but it's on Amazon. Just search support him. Support him. Search Joseph Sims, and he'll come up. Obviously, I'm pretty sure he's the only one. When you search, when you find, that's it. I think there's a Joe Sims, so make sure it's Joseph. Yes, but he is also our editor. He puts all the uh, episodes that's together true. for us. He is our producer. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. The producer. So that's actually a family, blood. It's uh, very helpful, and we appreciate him. So also go give him some support. And uh, yeah, it's because it's awesome. That's why we have it as our intro and outro. Fits perfectly. Yeah, it's so great I'm glad, music. I'm glad you mentioned something. Appreciate that. Uh, also, too, if you would like to join this person and reach out to us, you can do that through our email at fathers.unscripted at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at fathersunscripted. Give us a follow there and we'll get that thing cracking eventually, slowly. <laughs> Still getting there. <laughs> Take some time. <laughs> it's a baby. It takes a while for it to you know, do anything. I'm so. waiting till, till we've been doing this for about 18 years and then we'll, we'll have a good Instagram <laughs> account. It takes a while to mature. And then 25 years, it's, you know, it's brains finally there. So <laughs> anyways, you can find us there. Hit us up. We will respond. You will find out. But getting into this, <clears throat> we, we kind of have talked about this <clears throat> topic intermittently throughout these seasons. It's just kind of come up here or there, depending on what we're talking about. Um, so specifically... I guess the first question or thought I have about it is the broad 
spectrum. It's like, how, what would your approach be in that scenario of like, are you going to tell your kids about the stuff that you did while they're growing up before they even get to that moment in time where they could go through that themselves? Or are you going to wait and explain that at when they're older, whether or not they've gone through it themselves? So for me, I think it's going to be a combo of both. The one thing I don't want to do is tell them what I did. And then they're just like, I want to be like dad. It's like, no, don't do it. Yeah. That's exactly the same for me. So, um, however, in my, um, most humble way, an embarrassing way, I was, I was pretty straight edge. Um, really? Yeah. But I was pretty straight edge. Like the, the worst things that I was doing in high school was, breaking curfew on the regular, you know, staying up till 1130. Um, <gasps> I know, gosh, I was such a rebel. Um, but we also, I mean, there's, there's times where we did this, me and you, we'd throw like dirt clods at cars, paintball buses, paintball, uh, a cop car by accident, Aaron. Water I balloon. Mean, Just water balloons. Water, water balloons too. Yes. We did that too. That was a lot of nights. Big cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never egg cars because uh, we grew up on egg ranch. You just don't waste eggs. So, well, not we your guys' eggs. Well, yes, but we never use like that. Would be like uh, you just, just don't. There's like a cardinal sin. You don't you don't do that as a glom. You don't throw eggs. You, just, you don't. Um, paintballed houses, teepeed houses, but everyone did that in high school. Um, so yeah, we weren't. I, I wasn't really rebelling again. Like. I didn't even take my first sip of alcohol until I was 21. No joke. And I did it with my, uh, we went to a restaurant, my mom, my dad and I, we went to, uh, green Valley grill. I don't even know if that's still around out in Watsonville. It's the, uh, California grill now. Okay. And I got a mudslide. My dad bought me a mudslide and didn't even finish it. And I did not like it. Mm. Um, and then another time my, I went to a, like not much longer after that, Went to a Mexican restaurant with my dad. We got a couple of margaritas. I didn't finish mine. Didn't like it. He finished mine for me. <laughs> um, so I, I was pretty straight edge in, in that way. Um, I'm trying to think of what I was doing um, that, that would be bad. Um, but to, to back step a little bit, uh, my my dad did not so like I know he was more rebellious as a high schooler, and he never talked about it. And I knew about it just because you know I'd be I'd meet one of his high school buddies and it'd be like, and I'd be like right out of high school or in high school and I'm like oh yeah your dad was and he'd be like hey 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 hey. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it never, long time never, ago. <laughs> he never talked about any of his stuff. Um, and neither did my mom. My mom never talked about anything that she did. So, like, I never, you know, I grew up and just think, you know, the rules are the rules. Um, I was kind of naive where I thought if they're setting the rules and they know the rules and they, they never broke them. And then as you get older, you're like, Oh, that did not happen. Uh, yeah. That's not, <laughs> no, that's not a thing. Um, so going forward, I think it's more or less really focusing on, um, the same situation we're in now, which is like not overreacting. Mm-hmm. Um, 
perfect example. This actually happened today. I got woken up by a sound and then instant quiet, like quietness. I'm like, okay, that's not <laughs> good. First in the morning, yes. Something just happened. So I get up, meander downstairs, and it's dead quiet now. I'm like, oh, that's not good. My boys are always loud in the morning. Oh, the Ali oxen free. <laughs> yeah. And as I, I'm a little louder on purpose, I can hear them whisper loudly, obviously, if I can hear them like, someone's up. Shh, someone's up. Don't say anything. I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is not good. Well, they're, where they are at, there's a window that can peek into the playroom from the kitchen, and there's glass everywhere. It's shattered. Oh. Meanwhile, Kyrie's playing with his toys, and Ryder's playing with his toys in the middle of the glass. So I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. Oh, good morning. So then, morning. yeah. So I walk in, I put my shoes on, I walk in, I'm asking like, what, how did this break? And it was a light bulb, a fluorescent light bulb fell and crashed. I'm like, what happened? They're like, we were playing dodgeball. <laughs> like at 6.30 in the morning, you're playing dodgeball with what? And they have, I have these like mini plyos from when I worked at Driveline, a baseball place. So it's a squishy ball, basically. They were throwing them at each other. <laughs> And it hit the roof where the light was and it shattered the light. And I later found out it was Tyus, my four-year-old, who did it. And he even admitted, he was like, Dad, am I in am I in trouble? Like, no. Like Yes, your aim is terrible. Your aim's bad, <laughs> but like you hit it, you threw it hard enough for it to break. Like I don't I can't get mad. He's four. He hadn't he wasn't doing it on purpose. We learn this way. Now, if it was my nine-year-old, like, what are you doing? But Anyways, I say all that because it's a situation where you don't like start prepping them at four. Like, hey, okay, guys, when you start throwing things at at the lights, they could break. Like, I don't have that in my brain to even think about to talk yeah. about. So kind of the same thing. Now, obviously, with other things as like high school approaches that I will be able to, um, I think, prepare that conversation a little bit easier and better. Um, it would be like if I'm now talking to my nine-year-old about not throwing hard things at windows, right? They will break. That's an easy conversation to have. He comprehends that, but I'm not going to be able to talk to like my three or four-year-old or maybe even five-year-old like, Hey, you don't throw this at, they won't even understand. So there's no point in coming now and sitting down like my nine-year-old now and talking about underage drinking. Like that doesn't even make sense or drinking and driving like he's nine he's not thinking about that i'm not going to put that in his head when we get closer to that where that could be a situation i'll address it then and i'll you know because he's my first i'll probably screw it up for my first and figure out the second a little bit <laughs> screw it up a little less and by that's the third have, time i should have it nailed down yeah that's why i have more than one you exactly. redo you redo, redo. <laughs> it's the reset button on the playstation yeah it's quick <laughs> Uh, back up to the checkpoint yeah. and we'll start from there. <laughs> yeah. So you nail it by three. I mean, we have to, Yeah, <laughs> that's all we got for now. But, um, I also do think you go off of, uh, each ind individual kid, like the way they think problem solve, analyze, they're all going to be different. So they're going to look at problems differently, differently. So that also is a variable I think will happen as they get older. Um, who they hang out with. Maybe that, that's a big one. Steer like heighten the question. Maybe put a little bit more force on who they can't and can't hang out with. 
maybe I'll slash some more tires so they can't drive. I don't know. Um, <laughs> be a little bit more in control. So there's just a lot of variables, but I do know um, because I have three boys, I will have to probably be doing most of the heavy lifting on the sex talks, the friend talks, because like, oh, what does mom know? I remember thinking that my mom would tell me like who I could not hang out with or like who was who I, was bad influence, right? You know, the whole like, if they were to jump off a bridge. Yeah. Are you, you going to jump too? Yes. So like that conversation, my mom had, and I would just look at her like, what are you talking about? Now, if my dad would have said like, you aren't hanging out with them or I'll, you know, body slam me, I would be like, yes, sir. We're not, yes, sir. Okay. We're not doing that. I'm going to go back so, to my room now. <laughs> I will probably handle most of those talks, um, which I don't know if I'm looking forward to those or not yet. We'll see. My dad and I never had that talk and I'll talk about that story if that comes up. After I sh- let you share because I've been talking for a sweet minute. So what about you? <laughs> you got boys, girls, uh, background of growing up with all boys. I know you had a little bit of a rebellious stage. Yes. What does that look like? <clears throat> so first of all, first of all, I answered the question the same in the beginning. Like I think for the kids, it's just going to be more situational. You know, mm-hmm. something comes up. Um, you know, I can explain the situation and the possible outcome, because if that's something I've been through, then obviously I can share an outcome. If it's something I haven't been through, but I know it's not a good idea, you know, a different thing is described, different details of why it's not a good thing to do. Um, but as far as like their curiosity and they just, there's asking questions because a six year old would be like, no, oh, why is that? Like, wh- why is there a homeless guy right there or whatever? And then be like, talk about, you know, lots of people are homeless for different reasons. And like, well, what do you think that guy's reasons was? Like, well, I don't know. It could have been this, could have been that. Well, what's that? And I don't think going into detail on all the drugs are a great thing to talk to her about right now. But, (laughs) (laughs) but I like right now it's like, maybe he made some choices that, you know, didn't work out in his favor Mm -hmm. or, you know, it's a good way to put it. Bad luck. A A lot of the people are just having bad luck right now. Keep it simple. But, you know, as they get older and the, the, I guess, the capacity for an explanation on a question that, you know, so, yeah, you basically just judge on their age in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, like six-year-olds not going to be asking about sex right now. Thank God. But that's yeah. kind of a given. Like, well, if you put her in public school, maybe. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> true. We all know what's going on with that. <laughs> but, like, so you kind of judge a lot of things on age. And like we said in the beginning, it seems like high school is going to be that kind of age. Because for me, being homeschooled, kindergarten, eighth grade, high school was when, you know, you really could do something rebellious. Mm-hmm. Or for me, when I was doing uh, travel basketball, that was in eighth grade, but we didn't do anything rebellious. It was like we were sports. It wasn't anything to do but play sports, basketball. <clears throat> but when I got to high school, specifically – when I got to senior year. So my junior to senior year is when I started getting a little bit more rebellious with um, things. Cause before that <clears throat> you're a freshman, you're a sophomore. You know, usually you don't have your license. You become a junior. Usually that's around the time you get your license. First year having you know your license, you're kind of Proving yourself as a worthy young man <laughs> or girl to be able to drive and be responsible and on time. You made it. So junior year, I was like 
proving it. I'm home when I need to be home. In fact, so, I'll be early or whatever. Yes. And then, so once I got to, you know, summer between junior and senior year, when I started, I was like, okay, I can go and do this. I can go and do that. Started being loose. Started lying. That was the one I just That'll lied. Get you up. So that was around the time that I started being rebellious. So <clears throat> my wife, has, she, she was a little rebellious too, a little younger. So we're like, oh, we have children now, so it's going to be a mix. So maybe they'll start younger being rebellious. We'll see. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's a gene, but maybe. <laughs> we never know. But I just think that right now in the situation that I'm in with the kids and the ages, it's just all situation or situational or curiosity. It's like I'm not mm-hmm. really doing much because right now in my capacity with my eight-month-old, it's not a lot. Like it's wearing me thin with my brain capacity. So usually it's just like <laughs> what, whatever's happening at the time <clears throat> – that's what I explain, or that's what I talk about. <laughs> yep. For instance, quick story today. My daughter comes storming out of their room, and she goes, Uriah just told me something. I was like, what? Uriah just told me he loves his penis. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, and uh, Ellis goes, oh, yeah, she actually came out to Ellis and said this. And just, <laughs> Ellis just looks at me and says, well, Dad. And I look, like, okay. And she's like, well, this is like... That's a handoff, right? That's the handoff move. Yeah, that's a handoff. Dad, Dad you got this one. And I said, well. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, he said that. I was like, well, that's okay. It's good that he loves his penis because that's those are his privates. You know, if he has privates that he likes, that's good. Did you not like that? And she's like, no, I didn't like it. Did, did it make you feel uncomfortable? Yeah, I didn't like it. it made me feel uncomfortable. Well, I was like, well, tell him that. And then ask him not to say that in front of you. So she just turned, Uriah. <laughs> when you talk about your penis you make me feel uncomfortable <laughs> anymore <laughs> and your eyes in the other room still and I hear him go okay <laughs> okay so it's situational like I've never he's never said that before she's never come running out of the room saying that he said he loved his penis so it's like that stuff it's just it's kid stuff now so but Having said that, imagining them being older, it's going to be a little bit trickier to explain things mm-hmm. because, you know, they're a little bit more developed, a little bit smarter, a little bit trickier with things, you know, just thinking back about myself. <clears throat> so it'll be interesting to see because of the stuff that I did as a kid. So I feel like I got all the ammo to catch them. Or, you know, if they're lying to me, I feel like it's going to be obvious. Like if they come home stoned or something when they're at like an age or wherever they're coming at home. So I feel like I'm going to be able to catch that. No problem. (laughs) It's like, dude, or young lady, what are you doing? A bunch of baby skunks. Yeah. No, you are not. (laughs) Nobody does that. (laughs) Oh, man. That's so that is interesting because, um, do you think you will give them the benefit of the doubt because you're now parenting or not because of your past? I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt first because we are raising them with the idea that 
telling the truth is the best way always. Because even if it's a bad thing, telling the truth is the smoothest and easiest way to always go through anything. Mm-hmm. No matter what. Anytime you lie, it doesn't matter what it is. It's just, it can make any situation worse or unbearable. <laughs> so giving them the benef- benefit of the doubt because we're hoping that they continue to tell the truth as they get older. And, you know, when it's unreasonable, if it's something that's so obvious, I'm assuming it's going to be obvious to me. But then again, it's like, well, it's just going to be <clears throat> a situational thing when that time comes. But I think I'm going to be giving them the benefit of the doubt. And like I said, unless it's obvious. What about yeah. you? I would like to think <laughs> I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, I think this is actually, I hate to say this, but this might be per kid. Um, and the only reason why, and this will be interesting because again, the oldest I feel like is just such a guinea pig with things. And we've said this before, and I'm going to continue to say it till my oldest is probably 65 years old. Um, cause he's nine now and he's, he tries to be a jokester, which is funny because my youngest is our jokester. He's the funny one. My youngest is the funny one. My oldest one is now flirting with just kidding and lying. Mm. So for me, it's like trying to figure out a a freaking code because there are times where he is literally just kidding because he's just trying to be funny. Like, I get it. Nine years old, you're trying to get your dad to laugh or your mom to laugh. But then there's also times where I I know he thinks he might get in trouble. So then I catch him in a lie and he goes, I'm just kidding. It's like, no, you're not. No, you got caught just now. Yes. And so we've been learning that dynamic and trying to, you know, parent through that, which is, again, having my middle son so close to his brother, 13 months apart, my my oldest can't really lie because my my middle one is right there. He's like, no, that's a lie. Yeah. Cause he, he's a rule follower. My middle son is a rule follower and I'll be like, so who broke this? Kyrie did or Tyus did like he did right away. Um, and then when he breaks it, he gets like super remorseful, come in be like, you know, like the world's about to end. He's just like, dad. Yes. He's like, I didn't finish my dinner. <laughs> like, <laughs> did you have seconds? Yes. Like, okay, well then, like, what? And he's just like, <laughs> I didn't do it all the way down. So, he, so I think it might be, like, honestly, I, I think, and this could change, right? They, they're teenagers and all of a sudden they, you know, they turn into a completely different human being. But if they, they stay consistent with that, it'll probably be me constantly getting pushback from Kyrie. And with like Ryder, I'll just have to like look at him for long enough and he's going to crack. <laughs> like, air down. Yeah. And honestly, because he'll come in, I can just imagine this now, like picture it. He, he's five minutes late from curfew and I'm going to sit there right at the door with my shotgun. He's going to come in. The lights are going to be off. I'll just be like a silhouette with my whiskey right next to me. And he's going to look at and know he got caught, right? Because he's going to be able to try to be all stealthy. That's right. Or he's going to be trying to be stealthy. And he's just going to look at me 
first he'll be kind of startled, right? He'll be startled because I'm yeah. sitting right there. And before I even say anything, he's like, sorry, I was late. I was, you know, and he'll just give me the answer. I'll go to bed. I'll ground myself for a month and he'll walk up. But that's what's going to happen. <laughs> With Kyrie, same situation, right? Past curfew. I'm going to have the same thing. I'll probably have four whiskeys waiting for Kyrie because he won't be five minutes late. He'll be like five hours late. Just kidding. He'll try to climb up the three-story building into the house of three stories because of a basement. No, I'm just, you know, for, you know, picturing sure, sure. this. He climbs up, to, tries to, tries to climb up, falls super loud, but he's tough. So he doesn't cry. He doesn't say anything. Tries to come in the front door. It's locked. Cause I lock him out when I hear him fall. Then he comes through the window. I look at him and he sees me. He's, he gets a little startled just because I'm silhouette. Right. I'm like, where are you? Where were you? Why are you, why is your arm broken? He's going to come up with a story like car crash. I, I saw the car crash. I got out of my car. I dove into the river to save this person, got them out. When I came back up, I realized my arm was broken. So then I tried to, didn't want to wake anyone up because I was in so much pain and screaming. I tried to climb up through the window into my room, but then I fell and I broke it some more. And then the, 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 I'm just going to sit there and be like, no, you did not. And then he's my, you know, if I don't parent up until the, I'm just kidding. I was late for blah, 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 blah. So like, yeah. it's going to be different for every kid, I think. Cause like if they, they keep kind of like where they're at, that's what's going to happen. So I really, I really don't know. I'm going to have to, you know, figure out what those rules are. Cause again, I might try to convince Mary Joy that she's in charge of this part. If I get the, the sex talk, like she gets like the curfew talk. I don't know. So we'll, we'll have to, I, I, I don't know what that's reaction is going to be. I don't know how these people, these people being my kids are going to develop um, when they get to high school, who yeah. has influence on them. Hopefully I still do um, to some extent. So. Yeah. It's very uh, interesting because a lot of the stuff that we talk about, <clears throat> we just basically have to use our imagination. Yeah. Kind of. Do you Ponder. have any friends that have that like that you're close with that have teenagers? Because I don't. <clears throat> that you could like no. literally like okay what what was the you know? Well, we have we have some of Ellis' side of the family is very interesting. So I have like nieces and nephews that are older than me. That kind of situation. Okay. So that's fun. Yeah, very interesting. But we do they do have teenagers, like one of. Our nephews on that side has kids. <laughs> it's very interesting, but um, I think only one. She's like a 15-year-old, 16-year-old, and then there's like a 12-year-old. So a little bit of – are you close enough with them, though, to ask no, them? They, like, they, hey, what's – They live in Texas. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, just wanted so, to answer. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm trying to think like – because I don't even have relatives that I could go to be like, okay, so like, what, what did you deal with here in this stage of life? I don't have any of that. All of my friends are having kids that are about our kids age, probably younger actually. So yeah, most of the, like our friends, their kids are all the same age or younger. Nobody's older. Yeah. My, my wife gets a lot of like questions about, Hey, how did you do this? And 
unfortunately, like she, she has some nurse friends that are older and she can kind of ask, um, but not like close friends where we have a lot of close friends that like, will text her and be like, okay, like, did you have to deal with this or what's this? And, you know, she's the, the one that people are going to and asking just for, you know, advice or just collaboration on, you know, kids. Yeah, yeah. But we're like the first, unless I, you know, meet some people in the next, you know, that or if you adopt, if you can adopt a teenager right now, then you can kind of lead the way. Or at least foster for a little bit, get some trial run, you know? You can, Just let me know when you're going to do that because then I can at least, <laughs> we can dive in that. I'm not doing that. What? Well, okay. Have, well, someone's got to take one for the team. Your brother, he only has one kid right now. I get that, but kids f- five, four. No, he's younger than younger than Tyus, so he's four. Four. Yeah. He's a year yeah, older. So you you need to adopt a teenager or something. And just anyways, no, I'm not adopting anybody. I'm not even <laughs> adopting a cat. No way. Would never. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, when? like so. There's no sorry. So, but there's no real example to set. And then for me too, I'm the first one in my family to have kids. So yeah. even <laughs> like with all my with all my brothers, I'm still gonna be the one that's having the child go through something first. Yeah, as, as the oldest. I have an older sister that ha- I have a nephew, and he's a year older than Kyrie's. But that's still like oh, it's not. So really what did your 15 year old do? Mine's 14. Like what? <laughs> that doesn't. Like we, I got a five-year jump with Mackenzie on the next, my youngest brother, his daughter. Yeah. So yeah, you'll be, she'll be fifteen, and um, Their John's daughter daughter's be, gonna be ten. Yep. Oh yeah. See that? That's what I need. I need someone yeah. that's like five years ahead of me. No. So I have you're no gonna, clue what I'm doing. You're gonna kind of be that for me, sort of. Few years. For, for, well, I would say for the boy standpoint. Oh yeah, definitely. Maybe for like just in, in terms of like I like again we've talked about this before. There's a <laughs> reason. There is a, a reason. I believe God works in mysterious ways, and one of the ways He worked, He did not give me daughters because He knew I could not handle daughters. He gave me three sons because He said, "Chase, you are unfit to be a father of any daughters." <laughs> You, my boy, are unfit. Yeah, he knew. God, that's how I knew. Like God is. Hey, things will be revealed. He has his hands on everything because he knew. So I, I will be useless there. I think maybe not. I don't know. But I think when it comes to Uriah, who, how old is he? Is he? He's younger than Tyus, right? He's three. Yeah, he's three. So he's a year younger than Tyus. So they're about the same age. Um. But I got a nice head start on you with Ryder and Kyrie. Yep. Um, and That's when good. you have four more kids, like then you uh, can kind of well, this podcast will really grow because uh, it'll be Mike Sims and his seven children. If there can be a contract written up that if I have more children, they have to work in a machine shop, then <laughs> I'll, I'll have more. So then I'll have my own machine shop, and then they can all just work in the shop. Contract signed. Who signs that? <laughs> Uh, your wife. Okay, I could. Uh, I, could I would think. Do um, Does it still count? Because I can sign for her legally. I don't know. We, hey, if you're a lawyer and you're listening to this, please email in and let us know how this works. Because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know at all. 
I'll write it up and then I'll just sign it for her. It's legal. So this is kind of, I would say, a detour of what we're talking about um, because it has to do with mistakes and everything. But I also think, which we've talked about in different episodes, kind of, we're going to our dad's work, right? I went to the ranch. My mom would drop us off at the ranch when she needed a break. You guys got to visit uh, the military base occasionally, but the fire station Mm -hmm. often. I never really had a sense to take over my dad's, uh, like the go into the business, the family business. And he would talk about it constantly. He even told me one time, like, if you don't want to go to college and you just want to get into work, you can like, my mom's like looking at him like, no, you're getting a degree, like (laughs) totally off. But are you going to, um, I would say push your kids towards your profession or at all, maybe just get them exposed. Like, Hey, come to work. Like, are you going to, when Uriah's, you know, old enough, start showing him how to do this stuff or just if he will ask, then you'll dive in. Yeah. If there's any, any interest, like even if they're interested in just pushing a button, like I always feed that yeah. every time, they, every time they stop by the shop, I'm always like, Hey, you guys want to start a machine? They're like, yeah, I'll start a machine. So take them over there and do it. If that disappears when they get older, man, it is what it is. I, in my profession, it's pretty nerdy. <laughs> like <laughs> That's not a bad thing. No, it's not. I, growing up, never once in my thought process imagined myself doing what I'm doing today. <laughs> not one time. I had no idea what this stuff was. If I'm honest, I didn't know it was a, a profession until you told me that's what you were doing. Yeah. I didn't know that was like a thing. Like I did, but I didn't. So like once I found that out, I, I fell in love with it. Then I realized like this is kind of like nerdy, nerdy stuff. It's freaking awesome is what like, it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoy it, but I'm like, yeah. Kind of nerdy. So like if my kids lose interest or whatever, it is what it is. But I'm always, if I'm in the position to offer them a job when they're looking for a job, of course I'm going to offer them one. Now, do you feed the one because they're young? Do you feed the urge of like pushing the button or whatever, right? Because, you know, it's what you do, but you do more than just push a button. So like, is it, it's like more like, hey, this is a, a job. This is, you know, what work looks like. This is what dad does. This is, 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 or is it just like, hey, you're here. Like, let's have some fun. There's this, you know, work can be fun. Like, what's kind of like the, the mindset, or is it not really any thought behind it at all? And it's just like, hey, here's a button, push it, because nothing's gonna blow up yet. <laughs> I I always treat it like, hey, you guys stopped by to see me. Since you did that, hey, let's do something fun while you're here. Cool. And like right now, since they're basically little kids, six, three, it's just fun stuff. When they get yeah. a little bit, when they get a little bit older, and they actually spend some time in the shop, I can, and they actually ask a question. Because honestly, I could talk someone's head off about what I do, but I lose people because of what I did, like basically <laughs> what I'm explaining. So like, I if I'm explaining that to like a ten year old or something, I know that I'm gonna lose them. So I would just you know explain stuff and. I can break stuff down and explain things in such a way that will get anybody interested. That means you're good at what you do. I'm good at what I do. And that's why I'm in the position that I'm in because I've explained everything to everybody in the shop on how to do stuff. Mm-hmm. But I would take that same approach to explain stuff to the kids to keep them interested. Like I do with you know, all the stuff around the house. Like try to get them interested in a game. This is a broom. <laughs> and this is dirt. And we're going to sweep it up. 
did you know these bristles at the end that curl up? You can cut them off. I didn't know that till I was an adult. You don't touch the bristles. Those are mom's brooms. But I, I always just make it fun for them. And also, too, it's really loud in the machine shop. So they'll come in. They say hi for a little bit. I don't want them distracting people either from work. And also, I don't want them eating it in the shop because there are there is like oil and stuff here and yeah. there on the machines. It's a little slick. They usually come in. They go, Dave, they call him Papa Dave. They go say hi to him. He usually gives them a buck. You know, they, that whole thing. Yep. And then we usually just go go outside, hang outside. But they're always in there, play with the air hoses. They'll spray each other or whatnot. Oh, I love that. We did we'll, that at the A-Granch. Oh, my gosh. Air hoses. Yeah. Air we'll compressor do, hoses. We'll do air hose battles. Yeah. So I've... I've shown them that they can put like a little tube on the end of it because we have tools that fit. The tube fits right on there. So they like launch them in the machine shop. So it's just fun. I hope that they're interested in something like this Mm -hmm. because like even if it's not machining, what if it's like like computer programming or, you know, something that's kind of aligns with the same thing that we can kind of have some similarities because there is a G coding like code programming software for what I do. Mm -hmm. It's own little language. I just hope... They find something that they're interested in, like I am interested in what I do, because it makes it makes life way easier when you enjoy what you do. No, absolutely, absolutely. I, so, I was just curious because I loved going to the ranch, mainly to hang, think I was hanging out with dad, but never really thought of like going into that profession. So, yeah, just I, I was just thinking about it. I always like will uh, always try to keep them interested in it because it's a literal job you can get anywhere. You can find jobs for this <clears throat> anywhere. If you like, we, we've looked to like move and every time we look to move, we look for jobs everywhere. There's jobs. Mm-hmm. So it's also job security, which is nice. I just, I just want them to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, and this can kind of wrap up because it kind of goes in full circle with talking to kids about their mistakes or our mistakes or what have you. When are you going to start talking to them about their careers? Because going through high school, I was going to go to Stanford to play baseball. Thought I was smart enough to go to Stanford and good enough to play baseball. Just absolutely. There's a better chance of me catching a unicorn before that happened. But (laughs) My dad fed me into the, like, he fed that dream of, like, keep working hard at whatever, and I'll do whatever I can to help you reach whatever goal you have. Um, and it didn't hit me till I was, like, 22. Like, oh, maybe I'm just, not, or 23, not good enough to play professional baseball. Um, and so I was just going to get my degree, finish playing, and that was it. And then I had, like, my career. Like, I, I, then I started kind of thinking about what I wanted to do. Uh, my dad never talked to me about what I wanted to do. And maybe he thought I was just going to go to the ranch like he did after I was done with playing. Um, I want to put my kids in like trade school type of internships, like every summer, something that, you know, twice a week, three, just something so they can learn it. So they can get uh, different like fields of what they could do. Um, they see my work now. They liked what I, they liked the idea of coaching. Don't want them to get into coaching cause that makes absolutely no money. Um, but that talk, like when are you going to start that talk with them? High school sooner than high school. Like let's talk about things you're interested in. Let's experiment with those type of things. Oh, you don't like that? No big deal. Let's pivot. 
Um, cause I think our educational system does a horrible job preparing people to know what they want to do or what they're good at. So how are you going to kind of tackle that? I think part of the homeschool teaching process, at least what I experienced when I was growing up with, uh, our family and then the mixed families going and doing things mm-hmm. was that just being introduced to a lot of different things, not necessarily knowing all the career fields behind it, but introduce them to things like museums and parks and all that kind of stuff as I get older. Right. Yep. And then start, I'm, I plan on having those conversations, you know, eighth grade going into high school. Cause I want them to think about it because they're going to know the importance of the high school years that they have. Because a lot of times those are pretty, pretty darn important years for uh, maturing, you know, growing up, experiencing a lot of things, like just the the whole four years, it's a lot for a kid to go through, you know, blah, 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 all that yep. stuff. And as you go through that, you got to be thinking about afterwards. Don't just always think about the current situation. Think about afterwards and keep that in your mind. So I'm, de- I'm definitely going to talk to them about it because I knew I wasn't going to play professional sports, but I was so lackadaisical about what I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And... Like, oh, I'll just follow my dad's footsteps. And then, uh, you know, re- the rebellion side of me was like, ah, maybe I shouldn't because I won't, won't pass a certain test. And then for some reason, I was like, oh, I'll do law enforcement. And I was like, wait a minute, same thing. Like, I can't, it was very exciting to do. So I wasted time, got it anyways, and have a degree that's useless in a sense. <laughs> so like, I just, I want I have, it was really cool to go through the education, but I don't use it because I fell in love with something else. Mm -hmm. I just want them to be able to know that they can pursue what they find as enjoyable for a career, Mm -hmm. even though it might not be ideal. Because I think a lot of people will look at certain careers like, oh, it's not really, you know, anything, a mechanic or a machinist or whatever. Or a coach. Or a coach. (laughs) I was doing about 12 years. But sometimes a profession that you get into at the right time or at the right age, or if it's a trade, instead of waiting till you're 25 to get into it, you get into it at 18 and you learn a lot and then you're already mm-hmm. making six figures by the time you're 26 or whatever. Yep. It's like this. I just want them to know about that idea of life because that's what they're going to go through after high school Yep. while they're going into high school. Mm-hmm. So that's around the time I would probably do those conversations or have those conversations, I should say. Okay. No, that's, that's a good, good way to put it. I was just curious. Um, so I just wanted to kind of ring us back into the, the ring of fire on, you know, mistakes that we've made, Mm. uh, those conversations that we have to have eventually. So, yeah, I think, uh, a lot of the stuff we'll continue to talk about as the episodes continue on because this isn't stopping in the near future. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about all these things because it's situational, right? A lot of the yep. situational stuff, it's just going to come up in the podcast like my son loving his penis today. Situational, <laughs> came up, got to share it. You know, <laughs> it is what it is. You create something to you talk to the family about. Everybody learns that, hey, makes sister uncomfortable. Boom, yep. situational stuff. So as we go through, you guys will learn more and more about it, how we go through stuff and about us. We don't share all the stuff all the time because, you know, little teasers here and there keep you guys interested. But, you know, a lot of stuff for the kids, you know, they just don't need to know, at least in our viewpoints, until a little bit older, mm-hmm. situational stuff. Situational. 
But um, we want to thank you, listener, again, for reaching out to us. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, gave us a good topic to talk about, and we will continue to talk about and share. Uh, if you would like to reach out to us and join that listener who did so, you can do so through our email at fathers.unscripted at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, fathersunscripted. Give us a follow. Um, and also, guys, really quick, our episodes have been all over the place. We, we've been topics behind dates. Sometimes they don't fit <laughs> in situationally, but the way that we've been doing things, just a heads up, sometimes we record episodes in advance so we can release one because no matter what, we want to release something you know, on our release date every day or every week. So sometimes they don't match up. Don't worry about it. Just listen anyways. Enjoy. Enjoy. And, and enjoy the solitude of our voices in your ears while you sit there and enjoy <laughs> the topics that we share unscripted. And with that, thank you all for listening. Thanks, guys. And now you know that it never goes exactly how you planned it would. That's where the fun is, not knowing how the story goes.